The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Feeling good. Feeling good this morning. Slept like a baby. Actually slept a lot to where like I woke up at like 2 o'clock. I was like, hey, let's, let's go. I woke up like quiet litter. Hey, how does that work? Um, how, how how do you sleep a lot and sleep good, but wake up at two o'clock? I think I went to bed like at 10, 9, 30, 10. So four hours is a lot and good. I'm good this morning, man. Well, I'm glad you feel well. I'm just intrigued by how you got there. <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm, hey, four, four and a half hours, I guess, was enough for for last night. Uh, maybe it was those parlays I've been hitting lately on action two, four, seven. Maybe, maybe it's that. Maybe I think, so. Well, this is what happened. So, um, I put in my parlays last night and waiting on the last one to hit, I fell asleep. And I think while I'm sleeping, I was thinking about it <laughs> and I woke up and then I checked my phone to see, you know, what happened. And I think that's what, I think that is what happened, man. Because it was on my mind when I went to bed. So, what teams did you uh, rock with last night? I went North Carolina minus five to cover the five points. That that is bold, brave of you against against North, Virginia Tech. North Carolina not very trusty. No, they didn't play well uh, their last game, which is why I thought they would they would come out playing at home and they would have have that sense of urgency. And um, it was close. I watched the game. It was it was um, you know close there in the fourth quarter, about five minutes left, around that four or five point lead, and then North Carolina kind of poured it on and uh, was up twelve fourteen. I was like, yeah, baby, and then um, I took Ole Miss plus eight and a half. Ole Miss plus eight and a half. Not only did it cover, but they 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 beat Florida. Another by sixteen. Another bold pick. Look at you hitting on all the. The bold picks; those those are some games that I would not have touched because you took taking Florida minus eight and a half. I would not have if I would have had to pick. Probably, yeah. uh, Ole Miss has looked awful the last couple of probably two weeks or so because they've they've been so banged up, and uh, I I would have taken Florida to to cover just because of that. But uh, interesting mid weekish game for florida and <laughs> they play on saturday and then because of covid they have to make one up on a monday and are traveling to oxford and then are traveling to knoxville so interesting yeah. uh game to, to bet on yeah that's 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 why i did it man it was it was out of the ordinary for florida um they were without their best post player and during the sec this year teams have just played better at home i mean they play better and I just thought that they would find a way to to cover that eight and a half. So I picked them. And then since you was trying to throw jokes out on me yesterday about only doing two team parlays, I did a third one. And the third one was Texas Tech and Kansas. I picked Texas Tech to cover um, exactly how much it, it was. But that game went into double overtime, and I, I had fell asleep. 
I fell asleep before the game was over, and um, it went to do- double overtime, and um, Kansas still won, but they not Baylor, but Texas Tech did cover. So that was my uh, that was my three team parlay, and um, you know another another triple digit win. Feeling good. Look at you. It and, is the and fourth one because of Seven me. Days. Because of me, you made more money last night. Added a third team in there, so you made more money. Correct. Correct. All because I was living rent free inside of your head. That's correct. That's correct. Thank you, man. You're welcome. I guess that means you think I, I owe you a lunch of dead and barbecue. I'll, no, I just take five uh, percent of your earning. Earning. So if you won, what'd you say, a hundred dollars last night? I'll take five bucks. But you would rather have that than lunch of dead and barbecue. Uh, over the course of the week, yes, because I'm I'm back to uh, eating the way that I should be eating throughout the week. But uh, on Saturday, I'd, I'd happily take up some uh, free dead-end barbecue out of your pocket. All right. You got it. You got it, my friend. You know, I don't mind hooking you up with a little dead-end barbecue. Man. And see, I, I don't I don't have dead-end as much as I, I used to, not because of dead-end, but because I, I moved further out. It's a little more of a trip for me. It's like going into town. I, I have to plan strategically what I do <laughs> when I when I come to town. So I don't I don't get I'm not ten minutes away anymore. So live, I don't I don't get Mayberry. I, I feel like I live like in Asheville. Mayberry. Like two hours away. All right, baby, I'm about to go to town. You need me to pick up something? That's exact uh, exactly what happens. It's either her texting me and saying, Can you pick this up on your way home? or me texting her and saying I'm stopping here. Do you need anything? Because <laughs> I'm not coming back out here again. When I when I when I used to uh, go down to Alabama right before my my grandmother grandmother passed away, and, uh, you know, eventually she did. We went to the funeral. There was a couple times we went down there, and um, so like the biggest city I can tell you where my my folks lived on my dad's side in South Alabama the, is. I could say like Talladega, but it's really not Talladega. But you, but everyone knows Talladega because of the speedway, right? But then I got to say like the 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 real town is not Talladega. It's all like in there with Lincoln, but the real little town is called Alpine, Alabama. And bro, being in my aunt's house, my dad's sister. No service. So we would have to, me and my wife would have to, like, go literally to town to have service. And so we couldn't wait to make those trips to the big box store in town because we would have service. Like, So when we were down there a day or two, we were like, hey, about to go to town so I can send this text message. About to go to town so I can stroll my timeline. So, yeah, man. Yeah, you, 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 you're not the same distance as you were. You know, a couple months ago, but I got you for dead end, man. Because I, I've I've been craving some dead end. I, I will tell you that. I got you. I got you, man. You you were the inspiration of me hit my my huge parlay uh, last night on action two four seven. Um, ATL VFL. Any news on where the spring game will be? That's gonna be in, in Nashville. I don't know if I'm gonna be. I don't even know if I want to be in Nashville, man. You're not supposed to lose. You really ever lose spring games? I mean, we have. Been able to go through spring football here at Tennessee and not lose. 
But if we're doing this in Nashville, I'm pretty sure we're going to find a way to lose the spring game. Because Nashville has not been good on the gridiron. Yeah, because the, the 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 grass there at Nissan Stadium is terrible. It's terrible. So I'm I'm sure somebody on Tennessee's roster will tear an ACL. Shh. As as a result, knock on some wood, Golly, uh, but not man. too loud so the dog don't don't start going off. But uh, sounds like uh, April 9th in Nashville. He's more chill, man. Dog's more chill now. He's more chill. He's a little older. Get Do you want chill. me to knock loudly and test this theory? If he's anything like my dog, he'll think that somebody's at the door. He's not barking, so it's no, good. He probably didn't hear it. Oh, he, oh, he heard it. He heard it, man. He can hear hundreds of miles away, it seems like. Uh, he can hear that, but he's chilling right now. I mean, he's sleeping. This is sleep time. He's relaxing, sitting on his bed. He's a little bit older, more mature. Um, he's, he doesn't look young because he's just – he'll be – Ten months tomorrow. He about he about between seventy five and eighty pounds so far. Ace got big, real quick. He got chest like a, a bodybuilder, man. That that that's what you wanted. You're you're too weak of a human to to take care of your own self. So you had to get a big old dog to take care of you for you. That's right. That's right. That's right. Clinton says, louder for the dogs in the back, Ben. <laughs> Stop hyping Ben up, Clint. We'll need Ace to be barking and coming in here and doing all that stuff. ATL VFL says, is Gabriel Davis a good example to sell recruits? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can. I mean, I don't know how specific you can be. Like, this is the coach that really helped develop and recruit and mold this receiver. I don't know if you can say that, but hey, you you can use Gabriel Davis. He receiver on the hype. Look what he's doing in the NFL. You certainly can use that. Don't see why not. Ben, you want to talk some recruiting, man? You want to yeah. talk, talk some, some some Tennessee football roster updates? You want to talk? You want to do that, man? Yes. Let's do that. Let's do that. 865-255-03. We'll take our first break of the, of the day, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about this Tennessee football roster. We got Tennessee basketball to talk about as well. We got Attaboy here in the first hour. We got touchdown turnover in the second hour. We got Austin Price coming on uh, today. We got to talk recruiting, recruiting, team football, team basketball. We got everything to discuss here on the Swain event. NFL playoffs. Don't go anywhere. Ooh, the baseball team. Um, rankings. That came out as well. So we got a lot to talk about today. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. 
Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook.
swainevent.com for you about that in barbecue. Man. I love it when a plan comes together. Ben, don't you like when a plan comes together? Oh, yeah. You, you know, you got something planned out. You know, you've been tra- you travel a lot for sporting events. You got to set a schedule. Traffic is a big part of it. Everything times out perfectly. I love it when a plan comes together. In this case, I love when um, we make points on the show. And then, like, events happen after we make these points that support the points. Oh, that's my favorite. Oh, that's my favorite. Tennessee football roster got a little lighter in the last 24 hours. Chris Akprogane announced that he was entering the transfer portal. Um, appeared in two games. Redshirted in 2019, then played four games, totaling 20 snaps, 12 on special teams, eight on offense, and four appearances in 2020. His appearance in 2021 was against South Alabama. He was a redshirt sophomore this past season. So, did a spot open up? Yes, a spot will will open up. The question is, is is that program going to you know finish his spring semester? That's the question I have, or uh, or not. Tennessee is one of the schools that has that started their spring semester late, so there's a lot of schools around the country that it's too late to even join because they've already passed their drop ad date. So that number may not show up until spring. But knowing that he's going to the portal, and I don't think he's a player, this is going to sound mean. But I'm not mean, okay? I'm not trying to be mean. I don't think he's a player where you you say, all right, man, you're going to the portal, but hey, you know, if you feel like this is the best place for you, man, you can always come back. I think once he opens he opens and goes through that door, you got to kind of shut it on him on the way out. That's how I mean, Ben. I try to say that as nice as possible. He's not Tyler Barron. Okay. He is, with, with all due respect, he is not an SEC offensive lineman. Yeah. He's been here, what, four years now? Played in two games? I mean, he's been here since... Um, he's been here a minute. 2019 class. So he's been here long enough to to know so if this he can would play have been this his level. fourth year. Yeah, he's been here long enough to know like whether he can play here or not. He's not going to play here. This level was a little too much for him, and that's okay. It was not his fault why that he got the scholarship. He didn't offer himself, but he took the best offer. He's from here, like not blaming him at all. But now it's time for him to think about himself and and play. And so, in doing that, he needs to go somewhere else. And when he officially is not a student at UT anymore, then Tennessee will get that number back. Um, and something to mention, Austin Price mentioned this on the locker room, that remember, in the SEC, if you, if you transfer inside of the conference, you have to hit the portal before February the 1st. 
Today is January 25th. Now, I'm not saying that Act Pro Day is going to be going inside the SEC. He could. I mean, I guess he can go like the Vanderbilt's. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I think that that date is important. That is a wrinkle in the transfer portal rules that we have not spent a lot of time talking about. But, yeah, you got to make your intentions known by getting into the portal before February the 1st. So uh, if you transfer or have any wishes of transferring inside the conference, you got to do that. So these next couple days will be kind of fun to watch who makes – makes those moves inside the conference. But um, so you lost Chris Akprogane, but then you gained one. You gained one. And I'll take that trade off. I'll take the trade off, Ben. Let me give me that side eye. I wasn't giving you a side eye. I'll take the trade off. Former Nebraska linebacker. Jackson Hanna, who played at Montgomery Bell Academy, and uh, he's going to be added to the roster as a preferred walk-on. So you're taking a former scholarship player, and you're adding adding him as a walk-on. This is what this is uh, this was said last week that the quality of walk-ons are different. If you pay attention to the amount of walk-ons that Tennessee's brought in, they're not your normal normal walk-on. They're guys that have college offers, other places. It may not be like Florida, Georgia, or Mizzou, or Kentucky, but they have offers to play college football somewhere else, and they're coming in as a preferred walk-on. So I'll let y'all put two and two together on that one. There's a plan, and the plan is not going to be Put on billboards. It's not going to be pinned to the message boards. It's not going to be drawn out in crayon. It's not. How about James Pierce, one of the players that Tennessee closed with during the early signing period? Did he get? Did he get bigger? Did he get faster? Did he get stronger in the last? Couple weeks, Ben. Did he? Did he take some of that Spider-Man serum? I guess. I mean, so. he went from a four-star to a five-star from uh, on three sports, man. Got a little bump, got a little boost. So now he's a five-star. How about that, man? Tennessee didn't recruit a damn five-star. Good how for about, Tennessee. How about that? How about that? Tennessee got themselves a five-star. It, don't, it doesn't change how you feel about the finish and, and James Pierce, a player. You know, he's a damn good player. Um, now you see why people were excited about him, why Tennessee was excited about him, why Tennessee, why people felt like Tennessee closed strong in recruiting. Because here's on three sports who thinks this young man's a damn five-star. What a steal. What a steal. Pretty sure the NIO had nothing to do with that. The, Pretty sure the, the rankings bump. No, I'm him signing with Tennessee. Y- yes, I'm. I'm sure. Just sure. You know, Tennessee just can't do anything right when it comes to nil. Sure, sure. That had nothing to do with that. 
but for some folks, it gotta be you know it gotta be drawn out in crayons. It gotta be it gotta be put in bold with the font two hundred and forty five. So I'm gonna tell you what's going on. I'm gonna share what's going on most of the time. But you gotta pick it up. You gotta pick it up. So look at those roster moves, subtle roster moves that improve the roster. Given the 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 the, the hand that you were dealt, and then you go out and um, you show that the signing of James Pierce is actually bigger than what it really was. Like people inside the building understand like how good of a player James Pierce is and can be here, but I think. Other folks that saw James Pierce by simply looking at the rankings maybe didn't get as excited because he was just a four-star. Well, the former 247 staff, now at on three, most of the same people have James Pierce as a five-star. So take that for what it's worth. Take that for data. Ben, thoughts on uh, those, those, those roster moves, those transactions. I mean, it is free agency. Your thoughts on um, free agent moves for Tennessee? <laughs> they're 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 nice. They're they're nice moves. I I don't think that they are going to be the difference in Tennessee winning an extra game this upcoming season. And I I would be surprised if uh, the tight end that Tennessee got from Central Florida. Or Jackson Hannon, the linebacker from Nebraska, I'd, I'd be surprised if if they they had prominent roles right off the bat on on their side of the ball. But mm-hmm. where it really helps is on special teams. Uh, Jackson Hanna played in all twelve games for Nebraska this past season, and it, it was on special teams. So uh, this this will certainly help special teams, and as we saw in the 49ers-Packers game, and we saw in plenty Tennessee games this year, special teams is legitimately a third of the game. I think people forget about the importance of special teams quite often and and needing to be strong in that area. The Packers were weak on special teams all season long, and yes, the, the Packers' offense only scored 10 points, but hey, the, the defense held the 49ers to, to six points <laughs> and and the Packers mainly lost in my opinion because of its special teams. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like this is where it will help Tennessee the most right off the bat. Uh, and I, now I do think the tight end from UCF will have a better chance at, at a more prominent role on, on his side of the ball, just because I, I do think Jacob Warren and Princeton have, Princeton Fant had a pretty nice season, solid season in in general, but I think that position could be better in terms of blocking and in the run game. Princeton Fant didn't have a good season, solid season in general. I'm still mad at the Mew City Bowl. I know. I know you are. Still steam coming off your head (laughs) from uh, the Music City Bowl, but even Princeton Fant in in that game had a player or two that that helped Tennessee have a, a chance to win. What well, wasn't his best game, but he, he still made a, a couple of plays at least. Was the last play? Was not on the last play. That is for sure. But the, these, I like those 
these moves for those reasons. Uh, with Chris Zach Progane, I mean, quite honestly, I mean, it's a good thing for Tennessee. It opens up another scholarship. I mean, he, he was not going to play uh, unless the offensive line room was ravaged with with injuries or unless who who knows what the COVID situation will look like in September, October. But if the offensive line room got wiped out due to COVID for a game for some strange reason, that's how he would play. Uh, so I hate that it didn't work out because he, he went to high school here and it, it would have been a, a really neat story. But to be frank, I mean, he's not an SEC offensive lineman. Yeah. And he, he wasn't going to play anytime soon. And it, it was just taking up a scholarship spot. And Tennessee can use that spot to, to now go out and get a, a transfer receiver or two, uh, a running back, any type of defensive player. Any, just any type. Yes, just any type of defensive player. Please. Multiple at multiple positions, if, if, if need be. Uh, another offensive tackle, offensive lineman. So, I, I hate that it didn't work out with Chris Akprogane, but it, it's it's not a bad thing for Tennessee that he has entered the transfer portal. Wish him the best, certainly. I mean, you can look at it as, a, as like a trade. I mean, really, it's, it's not like a trade, Akprogane, um, for Jackson Hanna, because one is not going to count towards your scholarship numbers because they're going to be a preferred walk-on. Um, but... In terms of like this conversation and, and the responsibilities uh, on game day and the production that you can get on game day with, with this swap out, Chris Akprogane doesn't play multiple special teams units. I mean, I think he might be on like field goal or field goal block, uh, you know, if that. But when you get a linebacker, a guy like a Jackson Hanna, you can put him on special teams. And you can put him on more units. You can put him on punt, punt return, kickoff return, you know, kickoff. If you got good hands, hands team. Like you can put him on more, more hands. units and special teams. So um there's very subtle changes that Tennessee is making, subtle upgrades that Tennessee is making. And it's 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 kind of easy to see. The, the level of walk-on is different, and I'm one that I'm, I'm not going to sit here and give the walk-on, you know, the, the top page of the newspaper uh, and, and pass. But look at the walk-ons that Tennessee have, have added. These these guys are not normal. They're not, they're not just local kids who didn't have any, any offers at all to play at the next level. So... You combine that with the strong finishing recruiting. You combine that with um, the transfer portal and the plan to get in there um, you know, after spring. I'm, look, I'm looking um, forward to seeing where this roster eventually gets to when, yes. it's, when it comes to the fall. Yes. I, I, That's I when it matters. Yes. And, and I hate the process that Tennessee is having to go through to get there because of Jeremy Pruitt, but it is what it is. It just is what it is. And uh, although it is a frustrating process 
especially when you look at Arkansas and South Carolina and LSU, you know, new coaches or coaches that are going into their second and third year, and they are able to continue to flip their roster and improve their roster. Florida has made some nice additions in the transfer portal. That that is what they are doing is what we thought Tennessee was going to be able to do. But we've been slapped in the face the last week or two with the reality that because of the, the previous coaching staff, Tennessee's Tennessee can't right now. They they will be able to soon and hopefully they will be able to take full advantage like these other schools are doing uh once that time comes. Following, I guess, spring practice or at the conclusion of of the academic school year, and I, I do think that Tennessee will take advantage of the portal when it is able to. I mean, Tennessee is an attractive spot right now. We definitely know it is on offense, and then on, on defense. I mean, you can sell playing time, and especially with some of these transfers that only have a year left, they want to go somewhere where they can play. And if you are a defensive player and you are transferring to Tennessee, you can play right away. And, and that is very attractive on top of playing in the SEC, on top of playing at a historic program, on top of playing for for coaches who, for the most part, have a good rep. Tennessee is attractive, and, and I, I think when they are able to, they will be able to take full advantage of the transfer portal. But it is frustrating in the meantime, and – you know, the, the the emotional side of me is thinking, oh, I just hope that there's good players available because you, you've seen a lot of good players obviously enter the portal and, and transfer to some of these other SEC schools. But I, I keep reminding myself that guys will become available after the spring. And, and there are some guys that aren't making decisions until after the spring, like uh, the Vanderbilt offensive lineman, uh, Steen, I'm, I'm forgetting his first name off the top of my head, but uh, he, he is in the portal, uh, entered it a couple of weeks ago. Tyler Steen, I believe, and he it, it looks like he's going to make a decision post spring. And I think he is some somebody that Tennessee definitely has interest in and would like to bring in if if it works out. So, uh, they're, they're going to be able to go out and, and get some guys when when the time is right. It just stinks that. I mean, you're you're. It feels like uh, the tortoise in the hare story. Well, I mean, it, it's. I think it stinks because it feels like you're missing out. It feels like you're not. You're on the sideline while everybody else can participate. And on one hand, I get that. On the other hand, when you understand that, like, there's communication going on with staffs and players who are not in the portal all over the country. One of the biggest things that coaches have have mentioned about the transfer portal is that there's tampering going on. Like everybody is tampering, and there's no way to regulate it. There's no way to enforce any penalties. Like how do you like how do you find out? Like how do you find out that someone's tampering? You you can't. So there's tampering going on. So there's guys that that are not in the portal that are communicating with, with with coaches around the country. I'm sure we have players on our team that have communicated with other coaches, other squads. So, you know, those things, those things, they're, they're taking place. 
they're taking place. So that's why I look at us, you know, adding just one so far. I look at Arkansas that's added six. You mentioned South Carolina. You mentioned Florida. We're not in the same position as them as far as numbers because of Pruitt. And it feels like you just you, – you had a $10,000 credit card limit and you maxed out the card and you are in the last three months of paying it off completely. That's what it feels like because Tennessee has another – two, three months before you truly get that weight lifted off your shoulders and be able to add players to this roster and satisfy what you have um, kind of you know self-imposed or told the NCAA that you're going to do as far as the scholarships um, in your first year. So, yeah. It sucks because it, it is 1,000% a disadvantage. T- Tennessee is behind the eight ball. And it's not anybody on this coaching staff's fault. It's not. Tennessee is is at a distinct disadvantage. Like, they had – I don't know that we can say that they had a head start on somebody like South Carolina and, and, and you know, Sam Pittman. He, he's already been there for a year. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz hasn't made any splashes in the transfer portal. They, they've picked up a couple of transfers, but nobody that really – stands out but I mean this this is put Tennessee behind the eight ball and if if Tennessee did have a, a lead on on South Carolina from what it was able to do throughout the the regular season it, it feels like this has been an equalizer and, and even with the other schools I mean LSU this, this has been an equalizer for the LSU game this this upcoming fall I was feeling good about that game to a certain extent three weeks ago, a month ago, after the season ended, and now Brian Kelly has come in and, and picked up a ton of, of great transfers. And, and that game certainly looks different. While Tennessee's roster, it's been upgraded, but it, it they haven't been able to upgrade it to its fullest potential because of things out of their control. And it really feels like the tortoise and the hare story, to, to where the Tennessee is the tortoise, and, and it's just going to have to take its – sweet time and and make sure that it does everything properly along the way because it is Tennessee is facing a disadvantage that literally nobody else in the SEC is having to deal with. Yeah, for right now. All all these other newish coaches in the league have not had to deal with this. Mm-mm. Sam Pittman, Brian Kelly, Shane Beamer, Eli Drinkwitz, Billy Napier who looks like he's about to land a, a five-star linebacker, the number two overall player in the country. Yeah, got a, he decommitted from Texas A&M. I guess folks won't be laughing at Billy Napier's comments anymore. Yeah, I mean, we said Billy Napier's going to be okay. Yes, through. but got to get that social media clout. Mm-hmm. But, like, all these newish coaches in the SEC did not have to, to deal with any restrictions or, or anything holding them back as they attack the transfer portal. And, unfortunately, Josh Heupel in Tennessee has. And um, – it's it's put them behind the eight ball. It just it just is what it is, and, and hopefully uh, Tennessee can really hit on its evaluations in the spring with with new guys that enter the portal and with guys that are in the portal and not making a decision until after spring. Yep, yep. Um, checking out YouTube chat. Go big orange from Jason Young. Um, another question: Are we becoming preferred walk ons you 
No. I mean, everybody asks for walk-ons in their program. Everyone does it. I mean, there's kids that, that want to play at a school that didn't necessarily get an offer, and they want to be a part of that football team. So every every college has preferred walk-ons. We're not preferred walk-on you. Uh, we're just getting better better walk-ons um, than we have in the past. And that's part of maximizing that, the, the, the hand that you're dealt the best way that you can. So that is that. And then uh, Willard, uh, I'm not understanding the question there. Um, Josh? Tennessee can replace transfers up to seven. So the guys that you lose, you can replace. You can you know add guys from the portal up to up up to up to seven. Tennessee has um, signed a class of twenty and fourteen early enrollees started class yesterday, and that is significant. That is significant. We uh, mentioned it the other day, the list, that is, and those those transfers are included on the list of people who enrolled uh, yesterday, and that list includes, uh, I'll start with the scholarship players first, uh, the, the freshmen, the ones that signed, Mo Clipper, Brian Grant, Elijah Herring, Taven Jackson, Cameron Miller, Addison Nichols, Chaz Nimrod, Jordan Phillips, Caleb Webb, Tyree West, Marquarius, Squirrel White, my man, Desmond D. Williams. Should add a Z to his D and go by Desmond D's Williams. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Maybe I can name my kid that D's D's McKee. You you could you could and you should. I run that by the wife when I get home. And Justin Williams, and then. The preferred walk-ons slash transfers that Tennessee has added. Gerald Mincy, the Florida offensive lineman, is here. Charlie Broder, the tight end from UCF and originally from Kingsport. He he has arrived. Jackson Hanna, the walk-on linebacker from Nebraska, from Montgomery Bell Academy there in Nashville that we just discussed. He has arrived. Navy Schuler is here after transferring from Appy State. And then tight end Titus Roher from Bryan, Ohio. So those are all the, the, the folks who are here um, for the spring semester. 18 newcomers. Yeah. And that 14 number of scholarship players from high school, that's, a, that's an awesome number because remember in 2014 when Tennessee brought in you know, Jalen Hurd and that group, a lot of those guys played as freshmen, but they were not normal freshmen because they had the spring. They had the summer. Uh, they got used to being a student athlete. Uh, they played fast, faster as a freshman. They looked like sophomores out there because of the spring semester. That's what these freshmen will have a chance to do. So um, we were operating in the low 70s to answer Willard's uh Question looks like about the numbers. Tennessee could tell instead of Tennessee could tell cut back and still have eight or ten spots. 
look like they're going to play with 70 to 75 players again. There's five or six left during the season that you should replace. Now, Tennessee is going to play with um, in the 80s. Again, Willard. Again, Willard. This year, I'm going to say this really slow. This year, Tennessee played with low 70s. We were in the low 70s. Why were we in the low 70s? Because we told the NCAA, this is a scholarship reduction that we're going to take. We are going to play in a bowl game. Jeremy Pruitt got caught red-handed. It was so bad that we fired everybody on site. That's how bad he got caught. It was red-handed. It was bad. You don't need no details. Just know it was bad. It's the reason why everybody got fired. We played in a ball game. When you go look at the penalties that the NCAA has handed down in the past, there's only two things that really hurt you. It is going to a bowl for being that, that being taken away and scholarships. So Tennessee was like, listen, we're going to a bowl game. We're not punishing our players who didn't even have anything to do with it. So Tennessee made the decision to, to say we're going to a ball game. The other thing that hurts you from the NCAA when you get hit with sanctions are scholarships. So since we went to a bowl, we said, all right, we will self-impose some, you know, a couple scholarship reductions. And then some other little things with eval time and coaches on the road, nothing that Tennessee can't overcome. You already played the season with low 70s. You already won seven games. You already exceeded expectations. Now, you just have to wait a few more months until the academic year completes and is finished. Now you're able to add players in the transfer portal. So Tennessee added 20 players, high school players. 13 will be early enrollees. The other seven will be here. Now, when you look at players who are leaving, graduation, transfer report or whatever, you're going to be back in the low 80s. Depending on who, who leaves, you'll be able to replace those players up to seven. So Tennessee will be operating in the 80s next year. In the 80s. It, it may be 82. It may be 83. It may be 85. It may be 84. I don't know because I don't know who's going to enter the portal. Who will Tennessee be able to get out of the portal? I don't know. They don't know. We don't know. But Tennessee would have fulfilled their self-imposement when spring ends. So that is as clear as I can make it and as detailed as I can make it. And I don't know if anyone else's 
breaking it down that way. But that is where we are right now. If you need any more explanation, Willard, go back and listen to Friday's show. The whole hour on it. It was a whole show on it, okay? So there's information available to help you understand. You can choose to educate yourself, or you can just keep popping off a bunch of nonsense that's inaccurate. You can do whatever you want to. Let's go to the phones. We've got Dave Tona. Ooh, Dave Tona. First phone call of the day. Dave Tona, what is up? Good morning, good morning, good morning. What's up, Dave Tona? Greetings. Hey, listen, I think that we need to uh, start a hype train. Uh, For what? For being the number one team in the country. Or preferred walk-on. In men's tennis? Men's football. I'm just kidding. So, tell me something. Here, but honestly, this is how we should feel. Okay? You know when you were in, like, elementary school and kickball games or dodgeball games and there's a captain and then another captain and you can only have X amount of players and you're picked, like, last or second to last, you're thinking, yeah. dang it. There's a whole lot that's got to happen before I could even get into this. <laughs> I never had that problem. Yes, you did. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I've seen other people be picked last, but I had my cowboy boots I, on in elementary school, so I was always picked first in kickball. Yeah, well, I mean, I was never picked last, but that's just an example, and Ben's just exaggerating his athleticism. You ain't got to lie. It's okay. But uh, So tell me something seriously. What is the difference between a preferred walk-on and a walk-on? Do they, like, get an extra piece of cheese on their burger or an extra piece of pizza or a juice box? I mean, uh, preferred means what, you're invited. You're invited. Oh, okay. Okay. But you still pay your way, right? Still, they don't help any way with, with a preferred in front of it? Correct. A walk-on has to try out. A preferred walk-on preferred walk is typically – have scholarship offers from lower level schools and a school will tell this this player like hey we can't put you on scholarship but if you come here you're guaranteed to have a spot you you don't have to try out for the team like a, a regular walk-on oh okay so let me see if this is a good example so if ben was still young enough to play baseball uh, and say, 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 uh, Bobby's university, uh, uh, wanted to give Ben a, a scholarship, but they couldn't because he wasn't good enough, but they would just give him the preferred walk on status just to make him think he was as good as he thought he was. No. Hmm. Just uh, makes you feel a little better. Uh, so prefer walk on using Ben's <laughs> example would be so if if Ben had scholarship offers to play at UAH Alabama University of Alabama Huntsville, um, full ride you know things like that and then Tony Vitello was like hey um, you know we we want you to be a part of this roster we just don't have any scholarship let's say baseball gave full scholarship and Tony Vitello was like hey I want you to be a part of this roster. And uh, but we just don't have any more scholarships. 
Ben would be considered a preferred walk-on because he was invited by Tony Botello, um, and he doesn't have to go through all the the you know, normal tryouts that a normal walk-on would have to go through. There's times during the year where the football um, staff, and it's not really like the entire staff where the on-field coaches, it's it's a member or two of the staff that hold um, walk-on tryouts, and these occur in the complex. And then from there, guys are selected to be part of the football team or not. But the, the, the people that were invited to be preferred walk-ons, they're treated like scholarship players, except for they don't, they don't, they don't get a scholarship. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's, and I was I was just messing with Ben. I, you know, he'll be mad at me for the next three days. But no, he not he not he not mad. He just, he just no. didn't think the joke was funny. I'm I'm used to you swinging and missing. <laughs> he just he just the miss. Dude, that was your baseball career, not mine. <laughs> okay, that was a good comeback. That that was that was good. That was good. But but in you, all you, honesty, Ben, I, I would like you to do me do something for me, and you can. Um, uh, I'll decide. Let me do it. However, uh, I would like to get something for the baby. So let me know something that you and your wife would would like. And it, you know, it could be something pretty nice. Absolutely, I appreciate that. We uh, we'll we'll get up about that. Okay. All right, guys. Y'all have a great day. And uh, uh, just re- just remember that. Uh, I do appreciate y'all. Y'all bring a lot of joy to my life, especially at this point in my life. Thank you, Daytona, man. We appreciate it. We appreciate you, my friend. Uh, you you got to get a baby carriage from uh, uh, Daytona, man. You got to get the baby crib. You say you want to get something nice, you got to get the baby crib. My wife has already ordered a crib. In fact, it is supposed to be here tomorrow. Oh, great. You going to put it together? No. I'll wait till the father-in-law comes in town and he can put it together. Oh, yeah. Milk that while you can. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. But I'm sure my wife will want it to be up by the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> she she works this weekend, so I'm sure she'll say, hey, why don't you uh, put up the crib this weekend? Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. Uh, because the baby's not coming for another seven months. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> you got to be prepared, man. You got to be prepared. It's six months now since we're at the end of, of January. Six months from Thursday. If it comes on its due date, which... Does it, does the baby ever actually come on the due date? I don't think I've ever heard of a baby actually being delivered on the due date. None of mine was. None of mine was. Which means your birth, your baby is gonna be born on July twenty seventh. I, I, I hope not. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Stay with us. Be right back. Hour two around the corner.